You are listening to Damascus Crossroads. From Central Kentucky, welcome to Damascus Crossroads, a podcast for those who are seeking healing from addiction. Your host, Tim Altman, will be having real conversations about how the power of Jesus Christ can break the chains of addiction and deliver anyone from this bondage. If you are at the crossroads of your life between continuing a life of affliction from addiction or living a life of freedom, you've come to the right place. May today's message be your Damascus moment and open your eyes to renewal. Hello, everyone. This is your host, Tim Altman, with your Damascus Crossroads podcast. I'm up bright and early this morning. Um, do a little recording before I head into work. Um, first, I'm going to say a prayer. Lord, thank you for all your many blessings, Lord, and um, help me with this podcast. Um, reach somebody, help somebody, Lord, with, with what I say, or, or and just leave me, Lord. Let the Holy Spirit lead me to help somebody. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Um Last week, or last episode, I talked about um, Jesus when he he crossed the sea. Um, the guy, the guy went to sea, and he um, came to the other side, and he, he met the madman coming from the caves. And um, he didn't. I, I told you in the last last episode that he didn't diagnose him with with all the kinds of social dis, you know disorders. He didn't prescribe him well Bertrand or Suboxone. He didn't have a long conversation with him and his demons. He said, "Demon, be gone." Um, but anyways, this week I want to expound upon this, um, on that story, because after this man was healed, um, everybody, you know, must've knew this man from the, from the town. Um, they, they knew he was a, he was crazy. He's out of his mind. Um, you know, he cut himself, he attacked people, he attacked himself, you know, he, 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 he was a real, a real piece of work, you know? Um, he kind of reminds me of when I was in my drug addiction you know, and, um, I'm sure this guy, you know, he run around naked. He's like the first streaker in the Bible. So, um, you know, when he came to his, his, his right mind, he, he must've been kind of embarrassed, you know, um, he must not have wanted to show his face, you know, and, um, the people from the town were, they said it was, they were scared. Um, I think the people that owned the hogs probably were upset too, because these were Gentiles and they, they ate hogs. Um, this is probably their food supply for the winter, and they all ran over a cliff. So they came to Jesus, and they um they they beseeched him to leave. I think that was a nice way of saying um uh, we're asking you nicely to leave, but if you don't, Jesus, we're gonna um probably have to move on to a not a such a nice way to ask you to leave. So um as Jesus was leaving, this um man that used you know fully dressed now they said he was fully dressed and in his right mind, and people were amazed. And the man asked Jesus, he said, Jesus, can I, can I come with you? And Jesus says, no. He said, stay here. You'll be a testimony and, and go back and tell every, everyone in town what I have done for you. And so the man went his way. And, um, that's kind of like me in rehab. Um, that's kind of like that crazy man when I came to my right mind and I want to just run, you know, that was my plans to, you know, just 
let my wife have half of what we got and I take the other half and, and, and cash out and, and just head out West. You know, I was embarrassed, um, how I acted. I didn't have many friends. I had made enemies, um, enemies that you don't want to have, you know, you know, had been threatened, um, by local people here. Um, but you know what? The Lord told me to stay, um, stay just like he told that man, you'll be my greatest testimony for what the Lord can do. And, um, you know, there's a lot of talk around here, you know, but I mean, I know I hear people saying, um, uh, you know, they all know I've been baptized. Um, they all heard I've changed. They'll come up to me and, Hey, he's still not drinking, still not doing drugs, you know, basically. And, uh, I, I'm just, you know, Lord's using me for a testimony, um, about what he can do for, for, for you or for them, um, for anybody out there. So, so, you know, maybe as you come out of this drug addiction, you know, the first thing you want to do is, is like, you know, a lot of times people say, well, get away from your situation. Um, that sometimes is not bad advice. And that's what I was going to do when I got out of rehab, I was going to just completely remove myself from this situation. Um, and, uh, you know, that's to the point where if my wife didn't want to go, I just, you know, leave, go out West myself. And then, um, but the Holy spirit told me to stay and, and you know, we are ashamed of our sins and, and we're embarrassed for the way we acted. Don't I, I was a little mistaken in the last episode. Uh, you know, I said, you know, we're supposed to forget totally about, you know, our sins. And, um, I kind of re had a preacher speaking on that. And, and when the Lord forgives us, I was correct in the fact that when the Lord forgets us, he, he forgives us. He forgets us as this has never happened, but we remember, you know, we remember our, our sins. And our sins are our greatest testimony for the Lord. Uh, there, without without us remembering our sins, how would we repent? And then that's what this preacher said. Vody Bachman's his name, man. He's just an awesome preacher. If y'all want something that a man of God, uh, Vody Bachman is a man of God. He was a big football player. He grew up in the gangs of L.A. Um, said most of the people that he run around with are dead now from from gang gangs and disease and drug overdoses and you name it um but uh Bodie Bachman he's awesome and he you know he explained it how would we repent if if we just forget about our sins you know um you know they stained us um you know I'm embarrassed when I go you know the way I acted and the things I did things I said um I'm embarrassed you know I'll go around certain people and I just want to hide my face you know but you know I, I can't do that you know um Lord told me to stay here I mean, the Lord told me, he said, you're going to be my greatest witness. It's like that crazy man that crawled out of the caves, you know, he, he wanted to go with Jesus. And I always wonder, of course he loved Jesus. You know, he, um, you know, Jesus had saved his life and, and totally just where no man could tame him. Jesus just pointed at him, pointed at them demons. And, um, but you know, that guy had a serious amount of demons and, you know, it's like the whole, that whole story, Jesus just came straight across he traveled all the way across lake of galilee just for that one man that's the one miracle that he did and then he turns right back around and he gets in that of course he was asked to leave but it's kind of weird it's like jesus had on his mind that man like he knew as soon as he stepped out of the boat that madman was was coming for him uh him and you know that madman was running to him begging for him but his demons were just you know terrorized and one thing i said last week is is the demons they don't know the plans of God completely. I, I'm sure, but they knew when they seen Jesus that they they thought their time on this earth was over. I, I think the demons know that they 
when they see Jesus, their their time on earth is over. When when they come face to face with Jesus, and I think these demons thought that this was the final. This was the this was the they knew this was Jesus, and that's funny. The Jewish rabbis, the scribes, all the they couldn't tell this was Jesus. They all the demons in the Bible knew Jesus. They knew this was the Messiah. They knew this was Jesus, and it gives me goosebumps because nobody else did. Um, it's and that's you know, and this crazy man knew this was Jesus. You know, all the people in the Bible that that were suffering and and downtrodden and and beat down, they knew it was the Messiah. They knew it was Jesus. The demons knew it was Jesus, but the people that were too smart for their own good didn't know it was Jesus. But anyways, that's what I'm saying. When y'all are coming out of rehab, you're gonna have a decision to make. Um. And pray about it. Sometimes it might be best to get out of your situation and 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 but uh, wherever you go, get you know, give back, give the Lord the testimony. And a lot of times, if if you just go to a different area and and you go like, I don't have to go around and telling people what I was. There, there's there's enough people to go around telling people how crazy I used to be. Um, so that part of my job, my testimony is done. When they see me and I've, I've gained weight, um. You know, I got a smile on my face. Um, I don't look spun out, doped up. I don't drink a beer. I don't chew tobacco. I don't, I mean, I don't cuss anymore. Um, I don't live a sinful lifestyle. Um, no, I'm kind to people. You know, they, they, that's my other half of my testimony now for Jesus. And, um, so, you know, it's something to pray about y'all and, um, you know, however you think, you know, we get with the Lord and, and, and let the Lord lead, you know, the Lord I think the Lord wants me here. You know, I'm making a difference in people's lives. And they're coming up to me and saying, man, I'm, I'm really surprised, man. And I'm proud, you know, and, and they're, they're, they're seeing what Jesus can do through me, through what Jesus did for me. And, um, I'm kind of like that madman, man. And, and, uh, I mean, he was crazy, but I was crazier, man. Um, I was pretty nuts and, uh, that, that's, that's, that's real. Uh, but you're going to get that way, um, when you do meth and, uh, you know, my meth was, probably cut with stuff like it wasn't supposed to be you know cut with and um i um i want to talk today about um insurance statistics again i'm kind of a statistic guy i used to do a little you know i'm not endorsing gambling i think it's of the devil um um used to go down to to tunica mississippi down from memphis south of memphis and uh, do a little gambling um but gambling halls are just, your odds are stacked against you. Like the slot machines, I think anybody plays them are fools. Um, the only only thing in um, the gambling place, you know, the gambling hall is making money is blackjack. Um, poker, is if there was a game ever invented for the devil, it was poker. Um, Paul said in the ending days, men will go about being deceived and deceiving each other. And poker is all about deception and reading deception. Um, I was always good at, um, reading deception, but I was never a good deceiver. Um, but man, if you could set the do devil down at a poker game, he, 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 he would be a world champion because that's what he does. He, he could have three, eight, three, 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 yeah, two, two threes. And uh, he, he'd win the round because he's a deceiver and he can, and when you're, and when you're ready to be deceived, he can tell, he can tell. He can tell when you're weak, and he's like a mangy, roaring lion. He roams around, 
And when you're weak and you try to act tough and you're not, you don't have Jesus, you're not living for Jesus, he can smell it on you. And that's when he attacks and he takes you down. Um, but um, so I was looking at statistics here and one in 900 houses every year have a fire. Why do we carry fire insurance? I mean, it cost me $2,000 a year and my chances of having a house fire are one in 900. Let's see. Chances are 900 times two, it's astronomically. I mean, you're talking, my, I would pay in 900 years to have a house fire. I would pay almost, I'm just, I'm just roughly, I'm kind of a mathematician. I'd say $10 million. Uh, why don't I just go without health insurance? My house is almost paid off. Um, you know what I'm saying? What odds are I don't need it? I mean, really, okay, car wreck or car accident or getting pulled over within a year, one in 50. And my wife pay $1,500 for automobile insurance every year. Uh, our chances of getting a wreck are 1 in 63. That means we could we only probably got 20, 30 years left on this, you know, on our life. We probably go the rest of our life without even paying auto insurance, not getting, you know, not even getting a wreck, you know? Why should I waste that uh, 30 years, $60,000 rest of my life paying auto insurance when I don't really need it? Mm. Cancer insurance, I got that this year. My chances of getting cancer this year was, I looked at it as like one in 300 being diagnosed with cancer. Why did I do that? But, you know what gets me? Is I got some free insurance for everybody out there. And I've been talking to people about Jesus, and um, some people get very, very upset. And your chances of going to hell if you don't repent and find Jesus are 100%. And for eternity. And, um, you know, this insurance is, is free through Jesus Christ. Like I said before, he paid the price. It wasn't free, but but he paid it for us. And all we got to do is accept it and say, yes, Lord, we, we are going to follow your teachings, Jesus. Um, we're going to love one another. There's nothing about his teachings that should be hard to follow. You know, sometimes, you know, I do notice, like, um, I have some really good friends that, you know, and I know if I was in combat with them, they, they'd have my back. You know, they're the kind of people that I trust in my life. But if I try to talk to them about Jesus, they get plumb and, and they're honest. If you dropped a thousand dollars, they would they would come up and, and bring it back to your house and, and give it to you. But when you talk to them about Jesus, they get upset. And you know what? It's pride. And, you know, I hate to say it, but they're not going to get into heaven with that kind of attitude. You have to humble yourself. And these are good men, and this hurts me because, you know, it's bad enough to see the people, you you know, that, that aren't very, you know, oh, kind or, you know, very nice, you know, going to hell. But when you see people that, man, got big hearts and, and, and just good people, and they're just so prideful and arrogant, they, you know, they won't, they won't let Jesus, they won't accept Jesus. They don't, I don't know, it's, it's free. I don't know what, it, it's got to be pride. Um... You know, I don't know why they get so angry. I, I know one friend, his um, his son died in a car wreck, and um, you know, I asked him. You know, I said, you know, Jesus really helped me through, and he said, that's good for you. He said, but you know, religion, re religion just isn't for me. And um, you know, I got to thinking, you know, and and you know, this guy's, you know, I just let it go. You know, that's all I can do. You know, it's like Jesus said, you just got to wipe your feet and and kind of you know shake it off you and and, and move on to the next person. Um. Not that I won't ask him again, you know, and try to, you know, I'm just going to have to live an example and, and maybe he'll see Jesus in me. Um, but, you know, Jesus ain't got nothing to do with his son dying. His son was an alcoholic and, and his son was on drugs. Um, he had a car wreck and he ended up killing himself, you know. 
that's all the devil. The devil did that, you know. Um, that's got nothing to do with Jesus. Jesus, Jesus would not. Jesus, no. That's a funny thing, you know. Everybody always, you know, something like that happens, and everybody wants to blame God. I never had Jesus or the Holy Spirit tell me to to stop by a liquor store and buy whiskey, or, or stop by my drug dealer and, and get some meth, or, or or watch porn after work, you know, or or, or check this girl out. And the God ain't never. Jesus ain't never. The Holy Spirit ain't never led me to do such a thing. It's got nothing, you know, it's the devil. He does it every time. Everybody says, why, you blame everything bad on the devil? Well, yeah, that that's that's exactly right. Um, just, just see what Jesus said about him. He's a liar. He's a murderer. He's a, he's, he, he's a thief. I mean, he's every, he's like the opposite of the Ten Commandments. And um, back to my friend, you know, and I can just see, you know, and this is what I see in my mind. I see this good man. And after he takes his last breath and, and he wakes up and he opens his eyes in hell and he'll remember, he'll remember what he said to me. This, this Jesus thing just isn't for me. And he'll say that. He'll keep saying that as he's burning and, and, and tormented for eternity. And it, it breaks my heart, man. Um, and just same thing when like my neighbor up the road, I help with the antenna. You know, he's going to wake up one day, take his last breath. And you know, he's older I and mean, he's getting the doctor's. You know, he has COPD and everything else. He doesn't have much longer to go, and he's going to take that last breath. He's going to wake up in hell, and, and, and he's going to regret forever, for eternity, not accepting Jesus Christ into his life. Man, I I, I want to. I, I don't have any pride left. I don't. You know, that's been one thing, you know, that's been hard for me to let go, you know, as far as finding Jesus, and I'll get back to the insurance thing. But there's some people, you know, did things to me that, you know, just to let it go, I mean, I feel like, my pride just hurts me because I feel like, you know, at least I should go up, you know, smack them or something, you know, punch them, you know, whatever, you know, stupid stuff like that, stuff the devil wants you to do. But, you know, there's a lot of bad things. That could, for one thing, that is not Christian, you know, at all, you know. And another thing is, it's not the winner of the fight that sometimes it's the winner of the fight that ends up in more trouble. And there's a guy here in town, they got into it um, and he choked another guy out, killed him. Um, you know, with a chokehold, you know, I don't want to do that. I mean, I can't answer to Jesus for that. And Jesus said, you live by the sword, you die by the sword. And, um, I just had to learn, you know, and, you know, I feel shame. A lot of times I think about letting people go for, you know, I had a family member, man, that, you know, what he did, I, I should just go up and punch him right in the face. You know, really, honestly, when I was in rehab, that's, that's what I said. I'm going to go, I'm going to smack him. When I get him, I'm going I'm to light him up and punch him, you know, fight him. But, you know, the Lord just said, let it go, brother. You you, you got that. It, the Lord told me if you do that, then you're serving the devil and, and you're not of me. And um, I had to let it go. And the Lord said, you're going to start praying for him every day. You're going to pray for him financially. You're going to pray for him to from for someone to lead Jesus into his life and uh, everything else. And, and I started doing that because the Holy Spirit led me to understand that if, if I kept acting like that, I would be burning in hell for eternity. And um. You know, just don't, I'm not going to let somebody drag me into hell. You know, if if, they're, if he's heading to hell, I, I'm not going to let him drag, their, drag uh, misery loves company. And, and I'm not going to, you know, I don't want to be there with him. You know, I got to pray for him. Like my own salvation depends on it. That's what the Lord said to pray for my enemies. Like my own salvation depends on it. So I got to earnestly pray for them. And uh, I do. Um, But why? This insurance Jesus Christ gave you is free. Everybody worries about the stupidest stuff. Well, well, what if, you know, and there's hardly any chance of it. Like cancer, it's one in 300, you're going to catch it, but everybody's getting cancer insurance. Or 
Uh, you know, my wife the other year, she said, up your up your life insurance policies, you know. So if I something happens, you know, I'll be able to survive, you know. And, and I'm like, yeah, okay. So, you know, I got half a million dollars worth of life insurance, you know, whatever. But I want that heaven insurance. I, I want heaven insurance. That's what I want in my life. I want to know everything I have to do to get to heaven. I want to do everything I need to do. I want to drop every sin I got because I've done dropped all my sins. And Paul, in Corinthians, I think it's chapter 10, verse 6, he goes into all the people. He said, unrighteous people will not enter the kingdom of heaven. This is what Paul said. So if y'all got a problem out there with what Paul said, you take it up with Paul. Okay, you take it up with the, it's in the Bible. He, he, he talked about all kinds of sexual immortality. Okay, so I'm not going to go into that, but I'm talking about adulterous, fornicators, so on and so on. Will not inherit the kingdom of God. Now that comes from Paul. So all these people out there to say, well, I just love this person. So I mean, it can't be wrong. You know, if I'm cheating on my wife and I'm loving the cashier at my store, you know what? And I'm committing adultery and, and I die in that sin. I'm going to hell, according to Paul and according to the rest of the Bible. Um, brother flip-flop and, and that's why you know the, the, that's what makes it right and that's why going to heaven nah, nah. It, it ain't that way I, I'm gonna tell y'all something I loved methamphetamines I mean I loved them loved them more than I, I mean at that time in my life I loved them more than anything I've ever loved in my life I mean I'd spent all my money on it I thought about it 24 7 I just really honestly, you know, when you're in love with somebody, you just can't, you, you get to the point where you just can't make it without them. You know that, you know what I'm talking about when you get that love and like, you got that old girl you loved or, you know, and she leaves you. And, and you know, back in the day when you was a kid, you know, um, and you felt like the whole world stopped spinning and, and you couldn't make it. That's what I felt like when um I didn't have meth. I mean, I felt like the whole world stopped and I just, I didn't want to live. I wanted to die. And it's a sickness. It's sick. I love Jesus Christ now that much. I I love him that much. And you know the greatest thing about Jesus Christ out there, and this insurance I got, I'm selling this insurance for Jesus Christ for free. It's the best thing when you get this insurance, Jesus will never leave you. He will never wear out. You know, the buzz ain't never going to wear out that I got from Jesus Christ, that Holy Spirit knowing I'm going to heaven to see the greatest glory that you could even imagine. I believe if you could even, if somebody, if you could just dip somebody in heaven for, for three seconds, they would, they would never sin again. I mean, they would, I mean, they, of course they'd sin, but you know what I'm saying? They, and if you could dip them in hell for just three seconds, have a hell dipper where you just run through and you dip somebody in hell, I guarantee you wouldn't have a sinner running around on this whole planet if they tasted hell for three seconds, okay? But you know what? God gives us free choice. He gives us free choice. When we hear Jesus' message, we have to accept it. And then we have to accept that the Bible is the expired word of God, and we have to follow it. We can't make excuses up for our sins. And I did that for meth. And the funniest thing about it, I would point, my wife said, you're on drugs. And I'd point at family members and say, look at that person, in your, that family there. They're hooked on pain pills. Or, or look at that family member over there. He drinks all the time and smokes. I ain't nothing wrong with me doing dope. You know what? <laughs> Eh, 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 wrong answer, like Jeopardy, you know. Well, uh, you know, it's okay if I watch porn. I'm not out cheating with the cashier on you, you know. Eh, wrong answer. You know, 
when you sin and you serve the devil, all you all I did was lie, 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 and make up excuses. There is no excuse for sin. Period. God, it, the God of the universe is not going to get up there and understand that why you had the sinful relationship with the, let's say, the cashier at work, and you committed adultery because you loved her. God's going to say, kind of like Dr. Evil. He's going to maybe pull that lever and you drop down through that hole into the flames, you know. I don't know how it's going to work, but I guarantee you, I'm telling you all out there, your insurance is your in your your heaven insurance is gonna expire, okay? When you live in sin. Okay. Period. Um, you know, and, and I gotta warn you, there's a story. There's a story of a man, and this happened down in um Alabama, come a flood tornado one night and it blew this bridge out and then he's foggy, he couldn't see. Well he he almost runs into the river. Uh, he somehow he he the, something told him the Holy Spirit said slow. Sure enough, the bridge is gone, and he about went right over the where the bridge used to be, right into the rushing river. So he backs up, you know, he gets off the road and he gets out there, and gets his flashlight out, and and um, he thought about leaving his car in the middle of the road, but he said, well, if these people hit it, you know, and then they get hurt, and then he's gonna get sued. You know, it's foggy, so he gets out in the middle of the road and he's waving this flashlight back and forth. Well, these people, they're just coming up, swerving around five cars went by three cars it was after um i think there was an event that night in town like a fair and three of them were loaded with with kids went over that embankment into the river and drowned and died because that man couldn't stop them okay y'all hear me i'm i'm that man out there right now with that flag and i'm waving i'm saying stop stop don't do dope don't sin stop okay stop don't don't go into that russian river and drown you know and then a lot of people, you know, said that man should have pulled his car sideways across the road and, and stopped them that way, you know, and forced them to stop. You know, they had a willing, they had a chance to stop there, but they kept going, you know, and that's what we do. God could force us to stop sinning if he wanted to. He can make us robots right now, but, but we have a free free will. And, and to me, it's just such a simple decision. You know, I want my insurance. I want my Jesus policy. I want to go to heaven. Um, and, you know, this shows about drug, drug, re, re, you know, rehab recovery. But your, your, re, your rehab and your recovery starts through Jesus Christ, my personal Savior and your personal Savior. What he did on the, the cross for us and for us not even to to accept it is crazy. I mean, there's never been a hero. He's he's a hero. I'm looking for if you're looking for a hero, it's Jesus Christ. What he did. And there's never been a more humble servant. But what people confuse is that Jesus Christ is coming back again. It's coming back on a white horse as a warrior. Jesus came down and walked as an example of us how to live our life. You know, and and I, I read this thing and um you know and this person some kind of hippie or something. This is how people think about Jesus. They said if Jesus was alive today, he would probably embrace the all the evil, uh, filthy lifestyles that are out there. That's what this person said. And he'd probably be handing out clean needles to drug addicts in a park. You know what? Eh, wrong answer. Jesus, one thing you all need to understand about Jesus Christ. He, when he, Mary Magdalene, for example, is a good example. She was living a sinful lifestyle. When she joined Jesus, she quit sinning. Uh, Paul, Paul was out killing Jews and tormenting them. When he found Jesus Christ, he had to quit his sins. He no longer did that. Okay. 
He no longer persecuted Christians. He became a Christian. Um, Matthew was a tax collector. When he found Jesus, he quit. He threw it down and he left. All the disciples stopped their sinning when they were with Jesus. You know what I'm saying? It ain't like Jesus just, oh, oh Matthew, you're tax. Just stay tax collecting. Uh, Mary Magdalene, you like to drink and and do your thing and 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 live in sin, but that's fine. Just do that and follow me. Uh, Saul, you love to persecute Christians and 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 and, and crucify them. Just go ahead. You know, you like to stone them, and I know you stone Stephen. That's all right. You just you just keep on doing that. But you know, if you don't, if you want, I love you so much. You just just come hang out with me. And no, eh, 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 eh. wrong answer. Jesus didn't say that. When you get with Jesus, you stop your sinning. And that's what I'm talking about, y'all coming out of rehab. You've got to stop your sinning. You know, one thing in quitting drugs, if you if if you quit drugs right now and you're and you're you're um you're watching porn, you're 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 being um mean, you're not helping your mom, you're gonna be back into drugs. It's just a question of time. The devil's got his foot. It's called a bridgehead. In military when they cross a large river and the enemy's on one side and you're on the other. And you extab, and in, in what you call the bridgehead is when you extab, establish a foothold on the other side of that river. It's called a bridgehead. That's what the devil gets in us. When he crosses that river and he gets into us and he's got a bridgehead, that means he can bring all his forces into that bridgehead and attack. That's why it's so important, y'all, to keep sin out of our lives. And, and that keeps the drug drugs out of our life and everything else. Um, but, um, you know, I just want to get an episode out there and, you know, stay upbeat. I Kind of got a little emotional on this one, but um, get the Jesus insurance. Um, it's free, and, and I swear, I swear to y'all, if if y'all listen to me and 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 or, or listen to somebody else that tells you to get saved, Billy Graham or, or a preacher, and he calls he calls you to come forward and give your life to Jesus Christ, and you do that, I, I swear to you, I promise to you, when when you when you wake up in heaven after you live a holy life, and, and the Lord takes you home. You wake up to the beautifulest thing in the whole world that goes on for eternity. I'm, you know, it's going to be the most awesome thing in your life, and you're going to be so thankful you did it. But if you turn the other way and you think you're laughing, you think this is funny, and and you go back to doing dope, and you close them eyes for the last time, you take that last shot of fentanyl, um, take you snort that last line of meth that was laced with fentanyl, or smoke that joint laced with fentanyl, or or you go out here, get shot, stabbed, run over, whatever happens to us junkies when when we're being bad, shot, and you take that last breath, and when you wake up and you see yourself in hell with the demons, man, man, oh, I can't know the amount of regrets going to be going through your mind. What kind of regret would have been going through my mind if I would have died in my addiction? You know, if you're living in sin, you're not going to heaven. Paul said, don't deceive yourself. You know, he gives a big, if anybody wants to see, it's in Corinthians. I think it's chapter six. He's, he says, he starts out this list of all the people that are not going to heaven and even pharmaceutical people that do drugs. And he said, do not deceive yourself. And um, everybody out there, don't deceive yourself and, and get that heaven insurance. You know, um, it's free. I, I, Jesus paid the price. Um, just ask him to forgive your sins. Uh, you know, repent of your sins, that repentance, you know, um, and and stop sinning and start reading your Bible, you know, and do what Jesus said. Stop sinning. Here's the thing. The way I look at my salvation, the devil cannot ever do nothing to me. He he can send one of these demons that threaten me down in the down in the holler there to come get me and and and, and shoot me and kill me. But guess what? They're going to be doing me a favor because guess what? I go into heaven. OK. But if he lets them demons in the holler sell me dope and then 
I OD and my soul, and I start doing wicked things before I OD and start being mean and cuss and perverted, watching porn again, doing all that stuff. Uh, and then I die and I go to hell. Guess who? Guess what happens? I let the devil tell me what to do. And that's where I made a mistake. As long as I stay with Jesus, we can't lose. If you stay with Jesus, you cannot lose. You, you, there is no way whatsoever. Anything that get the devil throws on you, you're going to win. Paul said that even death is to, to die in Christ, is to win. Um, but anyways, our, our God's unstoppable. And um, y'all just, man, think about what I said. And um, God bless y'all. And I'll see y'all here in about a, I'm going to pray for y'all. And definitely pray for me, pray for this show. If you know anybody out there that needs a little, you know, little spiritual uplift or, or anything like that, just, just tell them about my show. Um, hit me with a review, um, if you would. Like I said, I, I, I don't take any donations. Uh, the more reviews I get, um, the, the, the more likes I get, the more followers, the, the higher up the ranks I move, and the more people get to listen to this show. Um, you know, I don't take donations, and, and, and the Lord blesses me anyways more than I deserve. I don't really want anything in this world anymore. Even though I was looking at the new Jeep Gladiators diesel motors, but um, you know what? Holy Spirit said you don't need that, you know. <laughs> anyways, God bless you. I'll pray for me, and I'll pray for you. I'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to Damascus Crossroads Podcast. If you like what you hear, follow us for more episodes. You can also visit our website by clicking the link in the description below. We'd like to thank Andrew Osinga for granting us permission to use his song The One True Thing on our podcast. If you haven't checked out his music, you're missing out on great praise and worship songs with uplifting messages. May God bless your day, your week, and keep you strong in your faith.